0: Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. My name is Mung, and I'm joined tonight after the carnage of week two by my co-host Los.
0: Hey everybody, it's Los. Uh, Getting ready to watch a little Chicago Bears football week two. I'm heading into week three. A lot of injuries. A lot of big injuries, a lot of big player injuries. This is why we handcuff.
1: Yeah, so um, there's actually a great deal to discuss in terms of all the injury repercussions or, you know, studs underperforming, but I just wanted to say before we get into all that, uh, don't panic. Things might seem like they've fallen apart for you, especially if you're like me and have a few teams that just crumbled yesterday, Uh, or maybe you even had a team that looked phenomenal on paper but started 0-2. But there's plenty of time to correct course and recover and improve. And all you have to do is make a plan and take action, whether it's throwing out some trade offers, uh, bidding aggressively on the waiver wire this week, or just holding steady sometimes and having faith in your team despite a couple of bad weeks. Because nothing's ever over uh, unless you give up. And right now is when you need to take a stand. And this actually gives me the perfect transition to our Gillette close shave of the week. This week, after a rough start to the game... The Baltimore Ravens were down 20-2 going into the second quarter at Cleveland. However, the Ravens stayed the course and chipped away at the lead throughout the final three quarters of the game, eventually coming away with a scrappy 25-20 win. During the course of the game, Baltimore tight end Dennis Pitta logged seven or excuse me, nine catches for 102 yards to contribute to the victory. This monster outing came despite having missed most of the 2014 season and all of 2015 due to a hip dislocation and associated issues, an injury at which one point threatened to end Pitta's football career. Despite a long and arduous rehab process, Pitta has returned to form and should be a great asset to the Ravens' offense this year. Get your close shave like Dennis Pitta with Gillette razors. Our best blades for a few dollars a month. Fresh blades delivered to your door, no commitments. Los, I can't tell you how happy I am for Dennis Pitta, uh, with his never give up attitude in mind. Let's get to it. First game we're going to talk about here in Week Three is Houston at New England on Thursday night. What do you think?
0: Yeah, he looked sharp, didn't he? See, see what I did. Never mind. Uh, Houston going to New England. Um, what is the what is there to think? Uh, Miller's a stud. Um, second straight week of top top uh, running back production. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is is a tank. Uh, osweiler's carving a path for himself towards a bi-week starter but he needs to improve his uh, touchdown interception splits before considering starting him you know straight up
1: yeah um i really don't have a whole lot to add miller's a clear rb1 now that he's finally on a team that's willing to make him a workhorse uh hopkins we don't really need to talk about and uh will fuller a nice boom bust wide receiver three who's been booming thus far Um, The one thing I will preach caution about uh, is starting Fuller this week, uh, simply because Belichick is notorious for taking away an opponent's strengths, uh, as he did at Arizona Week 1, shutting down the Cardinals' deep passing game. Um, That said, Fuller certainly only needs one or two plays to produce those fantasy points, so I'm fine with starting him at wideout 3 or flex if you might not have better options.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking this week is going to be, a, I mean, it's it's been the Lamar Miller show thus far, but even more so this week, probably even get some some rushes for Alfred Blue and, and John Grimes just because I, I don't really see this new look, quote unquote, uh, New England offense putting up a ton of points.
1: Yeah, that's going to be rough. Um, speaking of New England, Jimmy Garoppolo looked fantastic par- prior to spraining his shoulder and leaving the game. He just looked in command of the offense. He was avoiding pressure well, and he was making good reads and good throws.
0: Yeah, he hurt that shoulder. Um, he's he's going to be out this week more than likely. Um, Brissett, I mean, being the third third quarterback, as you'd expect, did not get a ton of work. Um, does not really have a uh, a lot of good looks with the wide receivers. And as such, uh, Blunt and the running backs really picked up the pace last game. Blunt had a great week. Um, 29 carries for 123 yards and a touchdown. Um, White, not so much. Uh, four four uh, carries for 19 yards. Two catches only on five targets. I think this is going to be a similar sort of week. Keeping the ball out of Brissett's hands. Keeping it on the ground. Um, not letting them make terrible decisions.
1: Yeah, I don't love anyone for the Patriots uh, this week. Uh, With Garoppolo, as you said, almost certainly out. Uh, It's going to be a rough outing for the Patriots with Brissett under center. Um, Even if the offense does all right at home against a pretty solid Houston defense, it's going to be hard to predict which of the wide receivers are going to score. We saw it was Amendola this past week. Um, But it's going to be tough sledding for the running backs as well with J.J. Watt healthy and Clowney also getting better. Um, And I I think we're going to see one more week of rest here for Gronk on a short week. And Bennett's going to be needed again as a blocker uh, against this Houston D-line. For me, Legarrett Blunt is just a flex option this week. Um, And I guess you're starting Edelman if you got him, but I, I would lower expectations a little bit overall.
0: Yeah, it was nice to see Bennett turn a few plays out. Uh, he had that nice that double screen pass to the right where he took the ball behind the line of scrimmage. I think he turned it into about 15, 16-yard play. Uh, So he can connect when Garoppolo's on the field, but I don't think think we'll be seeing Jimmy Garoppolo again this year. It was just especially nice for Martellus Bennett saying that definitely he can still be a playmaker uh, this year. Garoppolo could be a separated shoulder, even if he comes back for week four. Uh, That's the sort of thing that, you know, Andrew Luck was hobbled by a shoulder all of last year. We saw how that turned out.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, if you own Martellus Bennett, I don't know that you can start him. This coming week, but definitely a solid hold. I, I think once Brady comes back, this offense is going to be rolling.
0: Yeah, you're not getting rid of him. Uh, who are you picking this week?
1: Y- you know, I've gone back and forth. Uh, logic tells me that the Houston defense is going to really disrupt the New England offense, but I just, I can't bet against the Patriots at home, even with a, a rookie quarterback who who hasn't really played much. I- I'm still going to take New England here.
0: Oh, see, I, I just don't see a way this week. I'm picking Houston.
1: You know, I, I didn't think that New England was really going to do very well against Arizona, and I was wrong there. And, you know, Belichick and Josh McDaniel will find a way.
0: Yeah, I I mean, it's going to have to be Legarrett Blount carrying this team for 300 yards, and, and I just don't think he has that in him.
1: Yeah, maybe it's just uh, kind of a Homer pick here, but yeah, uh, yeah we'll
0: Homer, s- you're from Chicago. <laughs> well, they
1: are—they are my second adopted team, so
0: there we go. Yeah.
1: All right, we'll see about that. Uh, the next game up, uh, Baltimore at Jacksonville. What do you think there?
0: Sure. The the Baltimore defense settled in uh, after the first inning, first quarter. After allowing 20 points in the first uh, quarter to Cleveland, then held them to zero. For the rest of the game um another you know muddled situation at running back terrence west 11 carries four sets 14 carries neither of them hugely effective on the ground uh neither are worthwhile looking at probably i don't even know if owning dixon dixon is worthwhile if you have an ir spot on your on your team but hey, who knows maybe he can come back into this offense and really you know just take it you know j- just take the the ball and run with it you know not to not to you know, no pun intended, but, you know, you get what I'm saying. Uh, I think Kamari can can be dropped for now. Smith had uh, three catches for 64 yards. Mike Wallace, only four catches. Nobody was real exciting here. Mike Wallace, of course, turned out a great day uh, with two touchdowns. Um, and then, of course, as you spoke about Dennis Pitta doing trustman tight end things, nine catches, 102 yards. Very nice week for him. But I, I'm just not excited to start any of the players on this team just yet.
1: Yeah, I would say that the two that I like the most are Mike Wallace and Dennis Pitta here. Wallace is going to be a boom bust wide receiver three, but I think he's definitely worth starting against Jacksonville, uh, especially after Travis Benjamin burned them this this past week for two deep touchdowns. Um, Steve Smith, just a flex player right now who who could score against Jacksonville as well. And I think that we see now that Dennis Pitta, for me, is a low-end tight end one given how often Flacco looks for him. Clearly, they've you know, re-established that rapport that they had. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and I'm definitely avoiding the Baltimore backfield in general. Good luck trying to figure out who's going to score a touchdown week to week. Uh, as you said, both Forsett and West are both flex plays at best, um, and Jacksonville is better against the run than the pass.
0: Yeah, d- definitely.
1: All right, Um, and on the Jacksonville side here, remember when we were talking about how Blake Bortles was going to regress because the Jaguars defense was going to be better and there wasn't going to be as much garbage time for them.
0: Yeah. Maybe he's just going to regress because he's a second year quarterback.
1: Yeah. um, Oh, well anyway, uh, Blake Bortles, certainly you'll take garbage time for fantasy points or points.
0: 22 points.
1: Yeah. um, And I, I do think that Jacksonville is going to struggle in this game with Baltimore coming to town high off of a huge comeback victory for me. Bortles is outside my top 10 quarterbacks this week. Um, And I don't love Yeldon or Ivory, assuming Ivory plays after returning from that mysterious illness.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Ivory should be back this game. Um, Bortles is young. Bad games are going to happen. I'm not selling him for the season or anything. I, I think he'll settle in just fine. And I, I, I'm i really not concerned about starting him against this Baltimore defense, really. Um, I think they're going to have a heavy dose of the run game this week against I'm not sold on this Baltimore offense, by by any stretch of the imagination, I'm not recommending Hearns this week. I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, points this week uh, by either team. Really? Um, Robinson needs to wake up. Uh, this is, this is week two of him not producing very much. I think, I think he's been held under six points both weeks. Um, yeah, it, it'll happen. Don't, don't panic.
1: Yeah, I actually had Allen Robinson outside of my top five wide receivers going into the season. And and part of it was, you know, just the the regression in terms of all those touchdowns that he scored. But I'm not too worried about him just yet. The NFL actually admitted that they missed a bunch of defensive penalties against Green Bay on Allen Robinson week one. Uh, And he struggled in a blowout on, on, you know, against San Diego on the road. But that was Jason Verrett, who's actually a very good underrated cornerback. Um, I, I think Robinson will be fine if you if you got him. You're certainly starting him. And I actually don't hate Alan Hearns or Julius Thomas this week. Um, I think Hearns is a flex play given you know those Corey Coleman touchdowns that the Baltimore secondary allowed this past week. And Julius Thomas still a tight end one. Bortles just missed him on a bit of an overthrow against San Diego, which would have been an, an easy 20-yard touchdown.
0: Yeah, Robinson and, and Thomas are starting give me starters every week.
1: Yeah, um who are you taking this game?
0: I'm going to take the Jaguars at home.
1: Really? I uh, I'm actually going to go with Baltimore. I see we're disagreeing a little bit this week already.
0: Yeah, finally. I I just don't see it in Baltimore. They're 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 not a good team. I mean, they they came back against an awful like the quarterback McCown was demolished in that game. He he's not even playing this week.
1: True, but uh, in the same vein, I think Jacksonville often uh, oftentimes beats themselves as well. So I'm still taking Baltimore here.
0: Well, there, there's worse thing. Never mind. Next game.
1: <laughs> All right, next game up: uh, Washington at New York. Uh, how do you feel about your boy Kirk Cousins?
0: He is not looking good. He's not looking like he's looking more like the question than the answer right now. Um, his accuracy was not. On point versus this Dallas poor secondary. Um, he needs to shake the cobwebs out of his head, develop a better rhythm with his wide receivers. Um, he was missing short. He was missing long. He was missing all over the field. Um, they, if, if he doesn't settle in, they're going to have a debacle for themselves with Colt McCoy on there. I mean, dare I even say it, like he, he's he got to get he's got to get something going. This running game finally got a little something going Um Jones had a nice uh, 15-20 yard run for a touchdown. Um, He's standard RB2, game flow dependent for me. If they really get knocked out of games, though, he's going to not produce, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, Kirk Cousins needs to recapture that fire from last year and and quick. But at New York might not be his week. The Giants defense actually does look much improved after the offseason. And I think Cousins is going to struggle again this week. Uh, same goes for Matt Jones. For for you, he's an RB2. For me, he's still just a flex play. I, I think the Giants' run D has been pretty stout throughout these two weeks. And uh, you're basically hoping he gets in the end zone. I'd much prefer Chris Thompson uh, in PPR if, you know, that's an option. Um, and Deshaun Jackson is still, you know, one of those boom-bust guys. But I think that Jamison Crowder needs to be owned in all leagues now, given the amount of targets that he's getting. Cousins overthrew him on what could have been a two-touchdown day against Dallas.
0: Yeah, I think Pierre Garcon is just about done. And to your point, I, I mean, I, I constantly uh, call Was- the Washington Redskins New Orleans light. Well, New Orleans played the Giants last week, and and they weren't able to do anything. I'm I'm expecting something similar for Washington this week.
1: Yeah. Could we see a uh, 3-0 and hot start for the Giants?
0: I think that's exactly what we're going to see. Yeah.
1: Um, of course, uh, real quick uh, note here. Of course, Jordan Reed, you're starting him at tight end.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: And on the Giants side, uh, man, nobody would have predicted this, huh?
0: No. I, where where were the points this game? What happened?
1: Yeah. Last time these two teams played, they put up like 50 points. And whew, this, this time around, not so much. Uh, really a uh, just a weird game cuz Eli Manning actually did very well uh completed 78% of his passes uh threw for over 350 yards just a weird game with no touchdowns
0: yep the 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 stats the yardage looked good i mean the yardage numbers did not look good for defenses but the points were not on the board
1: yeah just a super weird game uh, Rashad Jennings hurt his left wrist here one of the many running back injuries that we'll discuss um, if he doesn't play, Shane Vereen gets a little bit of a bump as the next man up, but it's still going to be kind of an ugly committee in New York. Uh, Vereen's just still a flex or a low-end RB2, even in PPR for me.
0: Yeah, I'm not changing where I'm holding him uh, in, in his standing. He's just going to get a little more work than he did before. But he was already getting a bit of a split with Jennings, as we saw uh, in the in this game, and a little bit of Week 1.
1: Yeah, so much uh, so much for Rashad Jennings being that workhorse, huh?
0: Yeah, well, he is he's an old man now.
1: Yeah, um, on the flip side here, the receivers, I'm not worried at all. Odell Beckham Jr. dropped a touchdown in the end zone. and He dropped another long ball that would have gone for 20, 30 yards. Very uncharacteristic for him, but he's still a top three wide receiver despite two weeks where he did all right, even though uh, you wanted a little bit more from him. And, you know, I've been loving on Sterling Shepard all preseason, and you can see why here. He's a wide receiver three going forward with – Wide receiver, two upside, and Victor Cruz maybe even worth a look at flex if you're desperate.
0: Uh, Cruz and Shepard both very nice options in a daily game. Um, Beckham eight yard, eight catches. Shepard eight catches, eighty six yards for Beckham, one hundred and seventeen for Shepard. Those could flip. Beckham could have you know ten catches for two hundred yards any given game.
1: Yeah, and the Giants are playing a ton of three wide-out sets, and, and Cruz actually would have had an even better day if not for a fumble and another sideline catch that could have gone for a touchdown maybe if he hadn't lost his balance and stepped out of bounds. So certainly this entire Giants passing attack, uh, hold steady on those guys. Mm-hmm. All right, Um, who do you want here? I'm taking the
0: Giants. Oh, Giants, yeah. All right, just check it. Yep.
1: All right, next game we're going to talk about, uh, NFC North here, Detroit at Green Bay. So how do you feel about Detroit here?
0: Uh, I, I'd like Detroit to, to step in and do the same thing that uh, the Vikings did to Green Bay, but I do not really see that coming. Um, Stafford, 260 yards, a touchdown, and a, and a uh and an interception Tennessee's defense is better than advertised right now. Uh, Tennessee is a very solid defense underappreciated, much like Minnesota's defense. Um, they were able to hold every player, um, on Detroit, except for, uh, except for Matt Jones, Matt Jones. No, that's not his name. Marvin Marvin Jones Mm -hmm. in check. Um, Bolden had the touchdown. Bolden got some good looks. I, I called it before, you know, when they're playing good defenses, Bolden could be a very solid option on PPR for them.
1: Yeah, I'm not too uh, worried about Matthew Stafford just yet. Uh, They were at first and goal in this game, and Stafford threw a touchdown that was called back due to a penalty. The very next play, he threw another touchdown, and yet again, it was called back due to penalty. Um, I I don't love him versus Green Bay, but he's still a low-end QB1. Um, And big injury news here, too. Amir Abdullah uh, sprained his foot, it sounds like, but uh, more concerning is that he flew to North Carolina to visit with Dr. Robert Anderson. Uh, specialists in the field, but you usually don't fly out to meet with a doctor if it's not serious. So it doesn't sound too great. Obviously, if Abdullah were to miss any time, Theo Riddick's the next guy up, and I think he's an easy RB two if if he's taking the the bulk of the snaps here.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of small bones in the foot, a lot uh, very easy to fracture. Um, a lot of plates, a lot of ligaments, and and not a ton of good blood flow to certain parts of it. Um, so that is a little a little worrisome there. I expect uh, Riddick to get more work. Um, as he did in this game, but also uh, the, the, the young Dwayne Washington. Yeah, Dwayne Washington um, was also on the field more. So he, he can be there sitting, uh, taking the goal line carries. I mean, maybe Zach Zenner might even be active next week. Who knows? Go crazy.
1: Yeah, I think Washington is worth a pickup as well. We did see that he actually got a, a goal line carry and a touchdown in week one. So certainly worth picking up if anything uh, comes out about Abdullah missing multiple weeks here. But more importantly, I'm actually very concerned about Golden Tate right now. I was very high on him coming into the year.
0: Yeah, me too. But
1: I don't know. I I think you got to bench him until we see more. Right now, Marvin Jones seems to be the 1A of the wideouts. And, you know, Golden Tate is just a flex right now. Not getting it done.
0: Oh, I don't necessarily think so. Tennessee's a good defense, and I, I think they eliminated uh, the primary threat, which is Golden Tate. Not all teams are going to be able to do that, but they are closer to equal value for me, sort of the the way that I look at uh, T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief, well, Dante Moncrief before the injury, but sort of the way I look at that situation. Um, I, I probably overestimated the difference. They're probably both low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver threes, though.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I think Golden Tate is just not getting any targets more than like five yards past the line of scrimmage. And and Bolton is a desperation flex since, you know, he's still fine in the end zone. Actually would have been two touchdowns if one of those Stafford plays hadn't been called back. So I think I'm a little more concerned about Golden Tate than you. I don't know that I would be willing to start him right now with so many wide receivers doing well. Um, I, I think that I'm benching him in a couple of leagues this week. Um, the other guy though, Eric Ebron, he's a pretty solid low end tight end one right now with all the targets he's getting, especially in the red zone.
0: I completely agree. Although he's going to be the kind of guy that gives you 15 point weeks and also two point weeks.
1: Yeah, certainly, uh, not much in between, uh, you know, those two outcomes for Eric Ebron, but on the green Bay side here, uh, first off a, a great win by Minnesota on Sunday night football. <laughs> As as Bears fans, we're uh, you know it's always hard to uh, pick when NFC North teams are, are playing, but certainly we we'd like to root against uh, Green Bay. Skull. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers has been uninspiring as of late, and and part of the reason is Jordy Nelson. Nelson looks like he's getting winded after some plays, and he definitely hasn't been on the same page as Rodgers on a few routes. Um, and I think that Randall Cobb right now, just a flex or a very low end wide receiver too, until that Packers offense really starts gelling more.
0: Randall Cobb is not the wide receiver too. We once thought he's not, I mean, he, w- he was once touted as a, as a guaranteed, you know, hundred catcher per year sort of guy. Um, Nelson Nelson looks old and Aaron Rodgers is suffering because of it. Uh, the The entirety of last year and, and the first two games this year, um, you can't love it as an owner, but I love it as a football fan.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, as for the tight ends here, we're seeing that Jared Cook and Richard Rodgers both just tight end twos right now. As long as they're splitting those reps, um, it's hard to get who's gonna. It's hard to guess who's gonna get a touchdown week to week. Um, and then as for Eddie Lacy, uh, I'm still holding on to him. I, I still have faith. He looks clearly like the better running back right now over James Starks. But Mike McCarthy seems to just hate him. You know, he pulled Lacy <laughs> right after he had a nice ten yard run. Um, and that's not how you use a bruising running back like Lacey. He needs to get those 15 carries or more to start wearing down the defense. Uh, he still looks big, but he's breaking tackles and playing well despite his size.
0: On the other, on the other side of that, though, you've got you've to maintain you know, your workload. You, you've got two good players. I mean, you might as well use them both. And th- this may be like a, a keep Eddie Lacey healthy going into the second half of the season sort of idea.
1: Well, uh, that's true, but if they keep going this route, they might not need to worry about the second half of the season.
0: <laughs> they they will. It's the NFC North. The, the Vikings aren't going to run away with it without Adrian Peterson and with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. Definitely not happening. Um one flirt for, uh, final note on green bay i think Devontae adams is worth owning i know you might you might say i say i'm crazy after last season um but he's getting a decent workload just just like you know victor cruz idea new on the, on the giants if you're in the camp that thinks cruz needs to be owned or dorsett needs to be owned then Devontae adams needs to be owned
1: Yeah, just a couple quick thoughts on Devontae Adams. Uh, No, thank you. (laughs) Uh, I'll pass on him. Uh, If he's out in your leagues, uh, I'm certainly, I think there are going to be better options and and we'll get to some guys that I like, particularly in PPR leagues.
0: He looked every bit as good as Randall Cobb.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. Um, (laughs) I'm taking Green Bay here. Yeah, me too. All right. Next game up is going to be Cleveland at Miami and just so much sadness for Cleveland. I, I just, you know, I, it's always hopeful. And they then, just
0: won a championship and they're probably going to win an, a, an MLB championship too. They're not, they can't be that sad.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, and they got the NBA title, so I guess uh, I yeah, don't feel exactly. that bad. But certainly it sounds like Josh McCown going to be out for at least a few weeks with that shoulder injury. Um, I don't love anyone on the Browns against Miami. the The Miami defensive line is no joke, and Isaiah Crowell isn't going to bust a random seventy yard touchdown run every week.
0: No, uh, definitely not. Miami's defense is better than uh, better than Baltimore's. Um, Coleman's going to be held in check. that That was the game of that was the game of his season, right there for him. Um, five catches, five catches, only eight targets, hundred and eight touchdowns, or hundred eight yards, two touchdowns. Uh, that won't be repeated. That definitely won't be repeated. With um, what what's what's the starter's name now? I'm sorry,
1: Mr. Cody Kessler.
0: Cody Kessler, yeah, that that's that's not happening.
1: Yeah, I, I think Duke Johnson just a flex play in PPR. We'll see if he gets some dump offs. Um, and Corey Coleman looks really good, but Miami's secondary. You know, even though they can be beaten, I just don't trust Cody Kessler. uh, First game ever starting. Um, Yeah, I'm not putting money down on that. I just don't see Cleveland doing a whole lot offensively at Miami with a rookie QB um, against a defensive line that gave both Seattle and New England trouble.
0: Yeah, uh, I... This is the second week Isaiah Crowell has outperformed Duke Johnson. I think this is going to be the Crowell show going forward. Um, Johnson will get in there, of course, but they're going to run the football a lot more. Just just like we're going to see in New England, we're going to see in Cleveland. Both have their number three quarterback starting. They're both going to lean on their, their better pure running back.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to try to you know follow that game plan, but I, I think that they're going to be trailing Miami, and I think it's going to be a lot of dump-offs to Duke instead.
0: Oh, I think Miami's going to be, I, I think this is going to be a, a team full of, run, or a, a game full of um, running the football here. I, I'm not seeing a ton of a ton of uh, passing, uh, wide receiver production in this game.
1: I don't know. I, I think we're going to see Tannehill do a little bit better in this game. Um, but before we get to Miami, uh, also Gary Barnage, uh, just a tight end too, until we see how Kessler
0: is. Yeah, definitely.
1: All right, um, on the Dolphins' side here, uh, whew, I actually made it a little bit of a game up in New England uh, after um, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, but death taxes and Arian Foster soft tissue injuries. <laughs> I don't know what the Vegas line was on games played for Foster this year, but I would have taken the under. Um, that said, I think it just becomes kind of a messy committee with both Jay Ajayi and Kenyon Drake. Doesn't sound like Foster's hamstring is too serious but we've heard that before and then he's out for four to six weeks
0: i think for miami this actually happened at the perfect right time um, you knew it was bound to happen. They don't know what their future is at running back. Arian Foster, clearly, they didn't. They they knew was not the answer for the future. Um, they have a Jai sitting there. They have Drake sitting there. Drake is not a traditional running back. A is not the the best all around running back. Um, I think they're really going to lean into these two guys and see what they can get out of them. Um, Cleveland's run defense is not very good. Uh, Miami should be able to win this game without that much pressure given to them from Cleveland and just keep running the football. See what these two young guys can do. See if you need to plan going to next draft, grabbing another running back or if you've two guys you can sit on.
1: Yeah. And I think I would still lean toward a Jai here, but I think Kenyon Drake will be interesting in PPR. If you know, you've got larger benches um, it, it, really, it's going to be a committee and it's going to be tough to to see.
0: Ajay was the far more talented running back in college so we at least have that
1: right basically he just needs to uh, hold up and stay healthy um, for the receivers here Jarvis Landry always a solid wide receiver two in PPR and Devante Parker if he got dropped might be worth a pickup now if you need wide receiver help but uh, it sounds like he's still dealing with that hamstring issue but that he's going to try and play through it and I do think that maybe not necessarily this week but Miami in general will be playing from behind a good deal and if he's healthy davante parker should be the number two target on that team
0: definitely worth an own i don't think he's worth a start this week um like i said miami's not going to need to be throwing the football a lot and he should draw joe hayden in coverage
1: yeah anything um jordan cameron do anything for you or still no
0: no not right now uh especially not this game
1: yeah agreed i, th- I think he's worth monitoring uh certainly uh Adam GaSe does like to use the tight end. We just don't know if Cameron's quite reliable just yet. Mhm. Um. I'll take Miami here.
0: Give me Miami.
1: All right. Next game up, Minnesota at Carolina. Uh, congratulations to Sam Bradford, looking sharp, given that he's only been with the team for two weeks.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. He, you know, first quarterback to start in a new stadium and you know, opening game, they get a win against Green Bay. Very nice.
1: Yeah, I love the hard-fought victory at home against Green Bay. And Bradford in the future could be worth streaming depending on the matchup. Uh certainly not uh, loving him at Carolina though. Um and similarly uh Stefan Diggs looks phenomenal. I think he's a low-end wide receiver too going forward, maybe even uh with some wide receiver one upside some weeks.
0: I think we're probably going a little far here. Um Carolina's going to hold them to minimal yardage if anything. Uh I I'm not starting anybody in Arizona or in in Minnesota this week.
1: You know, I don't hate Diggs uh, as a wide receiver three uh, this week. Even at Carolina, we saw that San Francisco was certainly able to open things up a little bit. Uh, Carolina's defense playing very well, but they seem prone to lapses in concentration. Uh, you know, just kind of letting opponents get back in the game when they should just be closing out strong. Um, You know, the one other option here, uh, Kyle Rudolph, he looks like he's got some nice rapport going with Sam Bradford already. I think that you can plug him in as a low end tight end one or high end tight end two, uh, especially with Carolina letting Vance McDonald run 75 yards untouched for a touchdown on some broken coverage. Uh, Rudolph isn't the worst play.
0: I mean, that was a mistake. Seahawks defense make mistakes, teams make mistakes, but you're absolutely right. The offense needs to capitalize on them. And uh, Bradford, you know, it's a different scheme, of course, but Bradford was fairly successful between Ertz and Selleck during his time in uh, Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, certainly does like to target the tight end. I think he feels comfortable with those guys. Um, But in general, uh, you know, the most important part of this game to talk about Adrian Peterson Yeah, terrible news. A uh, torn meniscus in his knee. It sounds like he's going to be at least out three to four weeks, if not the season, depending on what type of surgery he will elect. Um, I'm not a doctor. Or anything? Is there anything you want to add to that situation?
0: I, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on a, on the head there. there. There's a lot that goes into you know determining a meniscal tear, the the area of the knee it was on things like that. I won't, I won't bog you down with details. The, the The main point is this is why you handcuff. This is why, why I said to that Jer- Eric McKinnon need to be added, needed to be owned by a uh, Adrian Peterson owner. But to this point, I, I mean the way that this run game has looked, I, I can't go out there and say that I'm going to start Jarek McKinnon this week. Definitely not against Carolina and possibly not yet going forward until they can show me that they can get something rolling on the ground. Um, also, uh, coaching of Minnesota came out and said that Jarek McKinnon will own 65% of the work um, to Eziata with 35% of the work. Make Take those numbers to to mean what you will, but um, Eziata possibly worth, worth an own, maybe in a daily, something crazy like that. Not against Carolina, of course, but he did have those games last year where he did have, was it last year or two years ago? He played three games and had three touchdowns in each of them.
1: Yeah, I I think that Asiata also definitely needs to be owned uh, alongside Jarek McKinnon. I I think that uh, particularly Dynasty players uh, have been, you know, salivating to see Jarek McKinnon finally get an opportunity. Certainly, he's one of those spark uh, freaks, uh, athletes. Uh, You know, he converted from a quarterback position, I believe, and he was still learning the running back position last time he got a chance when Adrian Peterson was suspended. Um, This is a guy who can break huge plays. But at the same time, Matt Asiata, Purple Sloth, he is the reliable guy. <laughs> and, you know, Zimmer has shown that sometimes that's more important to him than a guy who can break a big play. Um, I, You know, like you said, I think I'll own Asiata in some DFS lineups this week as well as a GPP play. He could randomly go off and, you know, only have 10 carries for like 20 yards, but three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I don't know about this week, three touchdowns against Carolina, but but I take your point.
1: Hey, Blaine Gabbard got a rushing touchdown. So who's to say Matt Asiata
0: can't? They were taking it easy on him. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to that game. There, there was, there was nothing. I, I really don't think much of that game was, uh, you know, Carolina's defense's fault.
1: Yeah. If you started Blaine uh, Gabbard this week in fantasy, um, you know, it might've worked out for you, but it was definitely not the right decision.
0: Yeah. Sort of like the right, speaking of right decisions, Connor Barth. Ah, uh, new Chicago kicker just shanked a field goal, blasted yep. the uh, blasted the uh, the the yellow bar crossbar.
1: Yeah, I think given how the two teams have played so far, uh, we're pretty lucky that the score is three nothing. Right. Um. All right, Carolina side of the ball here. Jonathan Stewart likely out for at least a week or two, if Gosh. not more, with a hamstring injury. Same with Arian Foster. Not shocked by this news. Um, I'm honestly not sure if I'm targeting any of the Carolina running backs. It sounds like it's going to be a committee. They'll probably activate Cameron Artis Payne, uh, but Fozzie Whitaker and Mike Tolbert are still going to be there, and Cam's still going to be stealing those goal line rushes for himself.
0: Yeah, Payne is the similar to uh, Jonathan Stewart, but just less talented running back. is going to get similar usage in that he's going to be in for the third, uh, third down plays. Um, because Payne was unavailable for that game, um, Whitaker had to take the first and second down carries and non-goal line carries um, he, he did look good but he's just not going to be used like that again
1: yeah in the same vein Minnesota is a much better defense than San Francisco yes. oh um, yes even Definitely. though we're seeing that the Niners are are putting up some fight you know the defense at least is is looking all right um, but at the same time Minnesota is much better against the run as well I think this game is actually going to be a lot closer than most people think. Uh, even mm. with a good opponent, I, you know, I'm not worried about starting Cam or Benjamin or Olson. Uh, those guys are easy plugins into your starting lineup. Um, but I'm avoiding everyone else.
0: Did you say Olson?
1: Yeah, I saw. I said Cam, Benjamin. Oh, and Olson. okay.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah, I I agree. Yeah, uh, we I, need to see what happens with the running back situation. Plus, the Minnesota run defense is, is pretty good.
1: Yeah, if I had to pick one running back, it would be Whitaker as a desperation flex in PPR.
0: I'd probably actually go with Mike Tolbert. Hmm, okay,
1: going for the goal line uh, touches there. Yes, sir. Sure, certainly fair. I think it's a guessing game, and that's partly why we both kind of want to avoid that situation. There we um, go. I actually like Graham gonna a lot in this game because I think there's going to be a <laughs> yeah. lot of field goals kicked on both sides here.
0: Yeah, fair enough. That's You're you're probably right. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I think... Uh, You know, I think Minnesota is going to put up a good fight, but I I still got to take Carolina here.
0: Minnesota's riding high, but they're 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 without their team leader against the the defending NFC champions. They're going to get they're going to get walloped.
1: Yeah. So the next game here is going to be Denver at Cincinnati. Uh, How do you feel about this game?
0: Well, Simeon is an effective game manager, but he really should have been more successful against the Indianapolis secondary, which they, they had another cornerback loss, another cornerback injury that game. I think they were down to cornerback seven and eight, Uh, you know, I, I I mean, Anderson is an RB one until he's proven. Otherwise 20 touches, 74 yards and a touchdown, a couple catches thrown into the mix. Um, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders are starters. They're, 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 I think they're exactly where they were valued in, in drafts. You know, people were uh, thinking they were overvalued, but, you know, DT's a wide receiver two, Sanders is a wide receiver three. Um, I'm really not expecting huge wide receiver output here um, or tight end output this game. They're, they're going to keep running the football. Uh, Devontae Booker, uh, I think, chalked up about 10, 9, 10 carries also this game. Um, games getting managed, letting the defense win. Same formula as last year.
1: Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add to what you just said there. Um, You know, the one thing, the Bengals' defense is not the Colts' defense. I think that said, they have been gashed by the run first in week one by Forte and then by D'Angelo Williams. Uh, I'm starting C.J. Anderson with confidence. Um, And then Virgil Green was actually in a walking boot after getting hurt in this Mm -hmm. game, but we haven't seen him heavily involved just yet on this offense as a receiver. Um, I think it might be time to drop him if, you know, Kyle Rudolph or Dennis Pitta or Jesse James are available in your league and you need help at tight ends, I would be perfectly fine picking up those guys. Um, In the long run, I still really like Virgil Green's talent. I just don't know that Trevor Simeon is going to feed him the ball quite as much as we thought.
0: Yeah, there's plenty of boom boom bust options at tight end right now. A lot lot of tight ends outside the top five have become very touchdown dependent at the start of the season.
1: Yeah. And on the Cincinnati side here, uh, Andy Dalton had a decent week against Pittsburgh, but I'm not trusting him in this game. Uh, you know, I don't love Jeremy Hill or Giovanni Bernard either, but I think it's possible that we see more screen passes and short little dump offs to Bernard in this game, uh, as we saw against Pittsburgh. Um, and you know, for AJ green, you can't bench him. He, he might have another kind of quiet week against a very good Denver defense. Uh, but you're certainly starting green. Um, but I actually think that Cincinnati should have won against Pittsburgh. I think they got screwed on a couple calls. One, I know a lot of people were talking about the Tyler Boyd fumble. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not hearing much about the Tyler Croft touchdown. You know, they ruled that he was pushed out of bounds. But it looked it looked to me like he got a knee down with the catch. Um, and I actually like, despite maybe a messy fantasy game for Cincinnati, I think that at home, uh, they will actually take this game.
0: It's possible. Um, I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, I, I don't think I'm starting any Cincinnati player other than A.J. Green, of course, against this Denver defense. Certainly not touching anybody in a daily. Um, yeah, it, this, the, the work split for Hill and Geo uh, was similar as it was for week one. 11 rushes for Hill to five for Geo, um, with Geo getting the bulk of the uh, passing down work. I I don't see Denver scoring a ton of points. I don't see Cincinnati scoring a ton of points. It, it just doesn't... This game just doesn't boil down to, for me, a lot of fantasy points. Just just start your studs and, and basically move on.
1: Yeah, I, I think my expectation for this game is that both quarterbacks are going to throw some picks here. Um, and I think ultimately what it's going to come down to is Andy Dalton's more experienced than Trevor Simeon, and I think he's just going to make fewer mistakes. And I think both defenses are going to be, you know... The, the real big battle in this game
0: yeah probably a good point i haven't uh looked into defensive pricing at all yet but um they they could be a good they could be a good way to go and uh well i know Denver's going to be expensive but since might be a, a decent cheap option i'm not really certain
1: yeah i think certainly worth a look here um all right next game up is going to be arizona at buffalo um wow this game did not go as i expected either
0: no arizona came out with something to prove Uh, versus Tampa Bay, and they they proved it. Uh, I, and I expect that to continue against Buffalo. Palmer had 300 yards, three touchdowns. He didn't need to keep throwing, but they kept their foot on the gas. And this game was much more reminiscent of what we we saw with Bruce Arians in the 2015 Cardinals. Um, CJ 2K, uh, CJ 2K, well, Chris Johnson, CJ probably 0.5K by the end of the season, uh, total yards, not rushing. Uh, Chris Johnson had more work in this blowout. Um, Smart football usage for David's health, but also uh, Bruce Arians came out and said that he was a little uh, disappointed in David, uh, David Johnson's effort on some routes. He, he um, missed a couple assignments. Um, so Chris Johnson got a little work that that may be coach speak there. That may be a, a, a motivating factor there. Um, regardless, I think it was smart to save him uh, when they already blew out Tampa Bay. I expect Chris Johnson to get similar work this week because I expect them to to demolish Buffalo again this week. Um, Rob Ryan comes in and he destroys football team defenses. Uh, I think Chris Johnson could be a very sneaky uh, flex play. Very, very sneaky daily play this week.
1: Yeah. um, You know, I don't have a whole lot to say about Arizona. You're starting Palmer. You're starting David Johnson. You're starting Larry Fitzgerald. Um, But I think that Michael Floyd and John Brown are both high upside wide receiver threes, given the lapses we've seen in Buffalo's secondary at times. Um, although John Brown's lack of involvement in the preseason uh, due to recovering from that concussion clearly had a negative impact on his connection with Carson Palmer. Um, but, you know, if anyone in your league is dropping John Brown, I would be adding him. I think they just need to rebuild that connection. And I think that as he gets, you know, healthier and further removed from that uh, bit of a scary situation, I think he's going to see more and more snaps every week.
0: Yeah, he you can't let him go. Um, Larry's old. You, you never know what will happen between injuries to possible Michael Floyd, Larry, anything like that. He, he's definitely a guy worth, quote-unquote, wide receiver handcuffing. Um, John Brown is a, is a potential playoff, is a potential championship winner for you.
1: Yep, and uh, on the Buffalo side here, man, uh, you know, they let go of Greg Roman.
0: Hilarious. <laughs>
1: Um and you know Rex Ryan actually said today you know we'll be smart uh, we're going to hold Sammy out of some things uh, not looking good for Watkins. Um you know I I really doubt anyone with a pulse who's following any sort of news in the NFL is going to give you a ton in a trade for Watkins. Uh but if you've got a Bills fan in your league or you know someone who still believes in Watkins this season, uh certainly dynasty you're not giving up on him. Uh I would take what I can get for Watkins right now. It sounds like that this foot thing is going to be a lingering issue um this buffalo offense just looks terrible in general and the only guy i'm really comfortable starting is LaShawn mccoy because he's a running back too, purely on volume
0: the ryan family has gone and made this a, a joke and more of an organization for right now um i i'm laughing i don't know really know if anybody else is uh the greg roman's offense puts up 31 points against a not bad new york new york defense um Buffalo's defense gets demolished, and of course they they fire the offensive coordinator and let Rob Rob Ryan keep standing there looking like uh, like the the dopey twin to Rex. I, I I don't know. He can't fire his brother, of course, but just bad football decisions all around. Um, I can't add, but I can't seriously advocate for starting anybody. Um, in this game, especially against Arizona's defense. Oh my
1: goodness! Sorry, Alshon Jeffrey wide open for like a forty yard bomb from Jay Cutler. I love it. Love it. Yeah,
0: he map. I love it, Mong.
1: Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you, he just has up, to get into the end zone, though. Hey, we're we're getting there. Hopefully. Uh. Hopefully, very soon. There you go um but yeah i mean if you, if you look up nepotism in the dictionary you're gonna find a picture of rob and rex ryan uh, the
0: the entire ryan family
1: <laughs> yeah hey,
0: um, i can't hate on buddy though buddy Buddy, buddy's deep in my heart
1: oh for sure rest in peace um yeah. i actually read an interesting article not to get too sidetracked about how rex ryan has the defense uh, starting um on the 4-6 defense every game uh, in honor of buddy ryan
0: really i i, I... Never noticed that. I'll have to look for that again. Yeah.
1: Um, so okay. Uh do we really need to talk about anybody else here other than LaShawn McCoy?
0: We don't even have to talk about him. Just start him because you own him, but you know, that's it. Yep.
1: All right. Uh taking Arizona here.
0: Yes, Arizona.
1: All right. Um, next game up, Oakland at Tennessee. Um, man, tough loss for Oakland at home after a, a really big emotional win at New Orleans. Uh weird game.
0: Very. Um Carr looked good against the beatable Falcon secondary. Uh three touchdowns, zero interceptions, three hundred yards. Uh Tennessee is a better defense, as I as I already alluded to earlier um the this show. Uh he's he's not gonna have that great of a day. Um, I would lower expectations for Crabtree and Cooper. Possibly not start Crabtree. You're still starting Cooper, of course.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I really agree with that. I think that the Tennessee defense looks a lot better, but I think that their run defense is still much better than their secondary. I think that Detroit kind of beat themselves. Um, I'm, I'm still fine starting Crabtree as well. We've seen that, you know, Jack Del Rio and Derek Carr trust him in those big fourth, fourth down conversions, two point conversions, what have you. I think Derek Carr is looking for him in key situations. Um, and at the same time, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, Clive Walford, and another interesting desperation play at, at tight end, or if you need him in a DFS setting. Um, you know, we saw that Eric Ebron was inches away from a touchdown uh, against Tennessee this past week. Um, the one area of concern is Latavius Murray and the running backs. It looks like that this, this backfield is quickly devolving into an ugly split. Um, I mean, Latavius Murray is still the best of the three, but it looks like what the New York Giants were doing last year with just a three-headed monster
0: i don't understand it eight carries 7.1 yards per carry and a touchdown he was not in in the fourth corner when they were trying to uh trying to get back in this game trying to win this game um richard was in there who they signed off the street something like that 2.4 yards a carry on seven carries at the end of the game um washington i understand they drafted him trying to work him in in the passing game um I, i why do they hate latavius murray so much he had eight carries compared to eight carries out of the let's see six seven one one six uh 14 15 he had eight carries and there were about 18 other carries to be had by running backs i i just don't get it
1: but, uh, that that took a while math wasn't your favorite subject huh
0: <laughs> no i hated math as a matter of fact <laughs>
1: um okay but uh, regardless yeah i i I don't particularly get it. I, I don't think that Latavius Murray is, you know, an elite running back by any means, but I do think that he looks pretty decent in between the tackles. Um, I
0: don't what know. does he need to prove? He he had six catches out of six attempts for 44 yards. Like he, he, he proved my point last week that he can catch the football and run with it. Like, I, I don't know what there's left for him to do.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that Oakland just wants to play this as a committee and you know, there's,
0: There's pretty much nothing we can do about it. Well, Jack Del Rio can can do something.
1: (laughs) Well, um, perhaps we'll just have to wait for uh, Latavius Murray like Lamar Miller.
0: Yeah, something like that. Oakland's defense is overrated, by the way. There, I said it.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I actually might lose to you this week in in our league uh, because I actually tried to pick up the New England defense, but I got outbid, so I got stuck. Uh, You know, I thought Oakland was going to do all right at home against Atlanta, at least, you know, get a few sacks or something, but
0: nothing. Unable to. Not a chance.
1: Yeah, they're they're an easy drop. Uh, Plenty of better matchups this coming week. Um, But let's move on to the Titans side of the ball here. Pulled off the upset win against Detroit
0: yeah congratulations very nice work anytime uh arrival nfc north team loses I, I can be happy about it uh they limited stafford quite well after uh neutralizing adrian peterson week one um Mariota starting to develop a rhythm uh it's it's just not happening just yet but but it's a work in progress um with these two strong running backs were you surprised at all how little they were running the football to try and seal the game
1: yeah um I don't know. I, I'm not too concerned. I think that Tennessee still wants the focus to be on the run game, but I, I think they found matchups that they liked against Detroit secondary and they kinda you know just went with it.
0: Yeah. I guess I guess that's that's true. They're gonna be throwing the football a lot to these uh to these running backs. Um to Sharp again, the clear number one receiver, but I, I think uh after one week of eleven targets, the uh the, the luster or the shine has, has worn off a little bit. He's he's not a super great wide receiver by any by any means he might put up a nice uh, week against oakland's defense though
1: yeah and you know the, here's the thing uh real quick on detroit if there's ever one team that I, i've never want to uh fully trust in a survivor pool it, it's the lions they, they will just you know fall apart when you need them the most <laughs>
0: completely true that's that's in the that's in the genetic structure of their organization
1: <laughs> um all right but uh, in terms of tennessee here i think sharp is a decent flex option just because he is the number one wide receiver on that team i think uh we've seen that oakland is uh you know definitely uh definitely can throw on oakland um and in the same vein delaney walker clear tight on one uh looks looks to me like uh you know just uh, he he and sharp are going to be the two guys in that passing game
0: absolutely just an interesting final thought on that passing game um andre johnson with a rare touchdown at the end of the game um to to go ahead uh with that victory um Mariota, I mean, he trusts, he's a a future Hall of Famer, Andre Johnson. Mariota, I mean, he trusts him in the end zone, in the red zone. Uh, Andre Johnson should have had a touchdown last week as well, but, uh, you know, pass bounced off of his hands. I don't think he'll get enough work to, to merit starting at all, but I think it's an interesting note.
1: Um yeah, you know, on that touchdown, it, it took me like a full 30 seconds to to put 2 and 2 together. I was like, "Johnson, who who what number is that?" Oh no. <laughs> I I honestly forgot he was still in the league. Um I don't know about oh. you. I'm not adding Andre Johnson outside of like 16, 20 team leagues.
0: No, no, no. I I, I don't think he's worth an ad. Just something that it's just, you know, just something to, to pique your interest, you know, to, you know, maybe make your, your ear hairs stand up or something, you know, should have had two touchdowns in two weeks.
1: Shoulda, woulda, coulda.
0: Exactly. Uh, if his hands were, weren't so old and arthritic, he probably would have.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee here at home.
0: Uh, I'm actually taking Oakland. Um, I think their their good offense overcomes their awful defense. Just because Tennessee's offense is not impressing me.
1: Wow. Okay. We're uh, we're disagreeing a lot this week. I kind of like it. Mhm. All right. Well, we we will see who is right. Um, next game up, uh, Los Angeles at Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, you have to start Todd Gurley, but Tampa Bay actually has a pretty good run defense and. They're not going to have to worry about Case Keenum like they had to worry about Carson Palmer this past week. Uh, you're not starting anyone other than Gurley.
0: You you really can't other other than maybe the defense side, but you you really can't. Yeah, maybe
1: Kenny Britton, a deep league.
0: Oh, don't don't even.
1: <laughs> um, all right, let's let's move on quick. Uh, although I will say that uh, anytime the Rams play the Seahawks, it's like their Super Bowl. They just find ways to win. I, they own them.
0: I can't think of the last. I, I don't know. I don't know the last time that Seattle beat the uh, beat the Rams.
1: Yeah, may, maybe that's the key to Jeff Fisher's job security, because, you know, if the Bears were as terrible as the Rams, but every year we somehow beat the Packers, I, I'd be all right with it.
0: Didn't they just sign him to another extension?
1: No, the, the it's rumored that uh, it, oh. it's, it's it's almost done, but it's not quite on paper just yet.
0: OK, they, they need him. OK, fine.
1: So we will uh, we will see. But let, let's let move on from L.A. Yeah, please. Um, so Tampa Bay, we're going to have to see if Doug Martin practices this week. But supposedly the reports are that the hamstring injury he suffered isn't too serious. Um, but at the same time, you know, he got ruled out pretty quick in that game. So I don't know uh, if Martin is out. Uh, Charles Sims becomes a decent RB, too. Um, He should handle the majority of the workload. Um, yep. And, you know, you're starting Mike Evans as a wide receiver one.
0: Yeah. He, time time to take a good long look at uh, the, the number three running back handcuff of the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast, Charles Sims.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm I'm not sold on the Rams defense just yet. And, you know, like I said, they always play Seattle really well, but I don't know that they're going to shut down Tampa Bay like, you know, Arizona did.
0: Seattle's um, overrated. I mean, that that's that's all there is to it. Seattle's offense is virulently overrated and I don't really understand why um Tampa Bay's but Tampa Bay's offense is gonna be you know boom bust that you know Winston is trying to find his stride in this league he's gonna be wildly just even even week one I talked to you about it he was inconsistent with his throws he was he was lucky with a few of those touchdowns I thought and I think that's really gonna be the the story for this team
1: um, I agree with that, but that said, um, I think Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, excuse me, is going to win by a lot in this game. Um, for me, I think Jameis Winston is a winner. He's going to bounce back. Uh, he's got a rough few games ahead, but um, you know this is kind of looking ahead. Uh, you don't want to look too far ahead, but um, Jameis Winston uh, next week he gets the Rams. After that, he has to play the Broncos, then the Panthers. Um, and then they have their bye week in week six. If he, he may be
0: crushed as an individual by week seven.
1: Here's here's what I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> it, it, Jameis Winston may very well hit the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. Um, I don't expect him to do too well in the next three games. But I would be adding him everywhere I can if he does hit the waiver wire. Um, and here's why. After that, he gets the Niners, the Raiders, the Falcons, and the Bears. Certainly not afraid of any of those secondaries. Then he gets a couple of tough matchups um, against the Chiefs and the Seahawks. But then after that, he gets the Chargers. And then weeks 14 through 16, fantasy playoffs, he gets the Saints twice and the Cowboys once. Jameis Winston, if you start him in your playoffs, he could be a league winner. Um, If you have room on your bench and he gets dropped, I would be adding him everywhere I can.
0: Planning for the playoffs during during what before week two is even over here at the fantasy football analytics uh, podcast. Hey, hashtag, the, hashtag don't get ahead of yourself.
1: I, hey, absolutely don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> but at the same time, plan like you're going to make the playoffs. You should you should always go for the gold. Playoffs. Yeah.
0: You play to win the game.
1: Exactly. Um, so, like I said, um, Tampa Bay—they're going to struggle. Um, the next few games, but I'm not too worried. I think they're going to bounce back and, you know, their arrow is pointing up.
0: Yeah. I actually see Tampa Bay taking this game in a, uh, in a game ending, you know, final second field goal from the, uh, from the second round kicker whose name escapes me right now.
1: Uh, Robert Aguayo.
0: Yeah. Roberto Aguayo. Uh, Yes.
1: Um, yeah, I'm taking Tampa Bay here.
0: Yep, taking them, taking them. But in, in a close game, not, I, I don't expect many points to be scored. Maybe 17, 17, 14 or something.
1: No, I, I think Tampa Bay wins by a good deal. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, next game here, San Francisco at Seattle. Um, you're playing Carlos Hyde, um, just like you're playing Todd Gurley, but that's about it.
0: Gabbert's not worth owning yet, but he's looking better than expected. Um, he's Oh, no, he's not looking. He's not looking very good at all. Actually, uh, there's there's talk in, uh, in San Francisco already at giving Kaepernick looks.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, Seattle may have lost L.A. on the road, but San Francisco is traveling to CenturyLink. Not a great matchup. Uh, even a few years ago when San Francisco's good, certainly not now.
0: Right. So so this is what I was going to talk about before, how they looked, quote, unquote, good against Carolina. That game was set up for disaster by by Carolina's own team. Their special teams with Ted Ginn fumbling um, a kickoff at the one yard line. Um, Cam Newton throwing throwing a early game uh, pick uh, out of his own red zone. That's really what put them in this game Uh, when it got down to the fourth quarter and they were within one. Uh, within one score of the game, Ka- uh, Carolina turned on the gas and just smoked this team. Um, San Francisco's uh, defense is probably underrated, underrated, but they're they're still not very good. Dron's not getting enough work um, when they're down to consider owning whatsoever. We pr- we prior thought he might have been a good uh, third down PPR back. He he's he's not there.
1: Yeah, um, I expect Seattle to win this in a low-scoring game. Um, On the Seattle side, I still don't love Russell Wilson this week just because so much of his play is built upon him being able to scramble and buy time for his receivers downfield to account for that terrible offensive line right now. But you know, he's still a low-end quarterback one. Um, Certainly, you're not afraid of the Niners' offense per se. Um, But Thomas Rawls had a leg contusion here, got held out of the game uh, towards the end. Um, He should play not a serious injury, but maybe we see uh, more Kristen Michael going forward. I don't know. He's been the more effective running back going forward.
0: He has been more effective. Um, Pete Carroll has said the Rawls is our guy. He's our starter. He's our guy from day one. Uh, it, I can't start either of them at better than a low end running back too, though, for me, maybe even a flex. Um, none of this team is exciting me. Seattle is, is not great this year. Tyler Lockett uh, tweaked, I think an ankle also in this game. Um, Doug Baldwin did not look good. He's, he's not a quote unquote elite wide receiver, despite what uh, the television analysts during the game would want you to believe.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think actually both Doug Mar- uh excuse me, not Doug Martin, uh, Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett both had knee sprains, um, but both are supposedly fine. For me, Lockett's just not playing enough snaps. Certainly, he's an explosive player when he's on the field, but Seattle plays, you know, a lot of wide receivers in rotation. Paul Richardson also gets a lot of snaps as a deeper threat.
0: Jermaine um, Curse.
1: Yeah, Tr- Curse is always underrated. Um, you know, certainly not a good fantasy wide receiver, but he's that reliable third-down guy for Russell Wilson. And, um, you know, I think Baldwin's a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three, Uh, and that's about it. It's just Rawls, Michael, and Doug Baldwin because Jimmy Graham looks better, but he's just still a tight end two right now.
0: They have to get better as the season progresses, though. I mean, there's no way they can stay this bad.
1: Yeah, and I think this is kind of the formula we've seen for Seattle. They always start seasons kind of slow, and then they kind of pick up the pace toward the end. I feel like Wilson just needs to get healthy, and then he'll start rolling a little bit more.
0: Yeah, they'll, they'll stumble into the playoffs with a, with an 8-8 eight eight record and then somehow make it to the NFC Championship.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Brandon <laughs> Bostic will fumble an onside kick. There you go. Uh, I'll take Seattle here.
0: Um, <laughs> Give me the Seahawks.
1: All right, that, uh, that took a little longer than needed, but all right. <laughs> oh, well. Um, all right, Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. Next game here. Um, yep.
0: Pittsburgh had an 18-point day versus Cincinnati. Uh, or, uh, Roethlisberger had an 18-point day versus, uh, despite two interceptions. He'll continue production versus Philadelphia. Um, D'Angelo Williams is locked in as an RB1 for the final week as Bell will be back. Um, in week four, I don't expect them to the, to just throw the workload for D'Angelo away in in the first week of Bell uh, returning, but definitely expect Bell to be the Bell to, to be the dominant uh, running back there. Um, D'Angelo Williams had 37 looks this game, 32 carries, and four uh, five four catches on five receptions for 132 total yards. As, as a Williams owner, it's going to be sad to see him come off the field um, for D'Angelo or for for Le'Veon Bell, but he remains the the number one. Um handcuff of of the FFA podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um number one, you're you're not dropping D'Angelo even after Lady Bell comes back. Um you're holding on to him like gold. Um and then Antonio Brown, disappointing day, but not much to say. You're plugging him right back in your lineup. These things happen. Um you're certainly not worried about him. Um, and then the other two uh, options here, Jesse James, worth a look as a tight end streamer. He's involved in the offense, particularly in the red zone. Got another red zone target in week two, and this time he converted.
0: Yeah, we've got Steel Generation Pitt going on over there with the Road dog Jesse James establishing a role. Uh, X-Pac Grimble with the touchdown. We just need somebody to be, uh, we need somebody with uh, something like Billy Gunn in their name, and then we'll have a real party.
1: Yeah, I had to uh, I literally had to do a double take and be like, "Grimble, am I am I watching the right game? Who is this? Yeah,
0: what's going on over here?"
1: Uh, yeah, he's uh he's like the Jack Doyle for uh, Pittsburgh. Yep. Um. Okay, so the one other option here, Eli Rogers, doing pretty well uh, as a flex play in PPR. But uh, if Marcus Wheaton does return with from that shoulder injury, then certainly you don't really like any of the wideouts behind Antonio.
0: Can't can't just yet. Absolutely not.
1: All right, so um, on the Philadelphia side here, I think we see plenty of Jordan Matthews. Uh, He's a clear wide receiver one, despite being the slot guy right now. Um, And he's a pretty solid wide receiver, too. Until further notice, we see that Carson Wentz is going to him plenty, certainly against the Browns, and now tonight against the Bears.
0: Yep, being in the slot does not mean you are not an elite receiver. Uh, Julio Jones lines up in the slot a ton and typically scores touchdowns when he lines up there.
1: Yeah, and uh, Ryan Matthews, uh flex play against a decent Pittsburgh run defense. Um, and Aguilar, actually, he's getting quite a few targets as well. I think he's worth a desperation flex if you need help at wide receiver. Um, and it's certainly interesting to see how the tight end situation is going to work itself out. Uh, Selick's the starter, but we're hearing plenty of rumblings that they do like Trey Burton in the receiving game. Um, and uh, And Zach Ertz is likely to miss at least another week or two with this rib injury of his.
0: Yeah, well, we're still early in the Chicago Philadelphia game to to uh, to really know what to take going forward with tight ends, but it looks like Selleck is is getting uh, the majority of the work here.
1: Yeah, I think they're more uh, you know DFS tournament plays than uh, a reliable streamer that you're going to plug in. Sure, there you go. Um, taking Pittsburgh here.
0: Yeah, give me the give me the lures.
1: All right. Next game, New York Jets at Kansas City. What do you think? Actually,
0: just as I said that, they're splitting Burton out at wide receiver, sort of like uh, uh, Jimmy Graham style. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a split. Uh, We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Next game, Jets at Chiefs. What do you think?
0: Well, Fitz had another nice day, but Buffalo's defense, as as I said already, is not good. Rob Ryan destroys defenses; it's it's his job. It's what he gets paid for. Matt Forte, man, I I don't I don't. You are such a jerk. Matt Forte is the man. Um, <laughs> Paul Powell owners may be looking at. Oh no! Wide open pass to Jordan Matthews. Ugh. Uh, Matt Forte is the man. Um, Powell owners, where was I? Sorry, maybe looking to drop him at this point. If they do scoop him up, this is a good offense. He he is he is, I believe, the number four uh, running back uh, handcuff of the FFA podcast. Correct?
1: Yeah. Um. That said, um, I will say that all these handcuff situations are fluid. Uh, certainly, D'Angelo, you're keeping in all leagues. But for instance, in a short bench league, I did have to drop Bilal Powell simply because. Um, I needed help at streaming tight end and and Andrew Luck. I actually started Jimmy Garoppolo over Andrew Luck this week. um, Worked out all right. So it depends on the league. Powell isn't a must own for me, but certainly a high value handcuff that I would try to hold on to.
0: Absolutely. It's just because of this high octane offense that we're seeing in New York right now. Um, Powell unfortunately is not a flex option at this point and I I don't see that happening. So like you, like you said, if, if you need to make room, you know, don't, don't sacrifice a roster spot to hang onto a handcuff. Um, if it's going to lose you your week.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and again, you know, uh, this is more of a general rule of thumb, but certainly every situation is fluid. If you, if you have started 2-0 and your team looks pretty good, hold on to those high-value handcuffs. But if you need help now to uh, win some games, then by all means, drop them for guys who can help you right now.
0: All yes, right. sir. Um, um, Whiteouts you- here,
1: Brandon Marshall uh, wasn't at practice today with that knee sprain, so certainly worth monitoring.
0: Decker Decker also uh, questionable at practice with a, uh, with a hurt shoulder. I believe Quincy Anunua, he's he's looking solid. I don't know how solid he'd look without either Marshall or Decker on the field drawing the coverage, but for right now, New York, the the Jets have are another team with three three wide receivers that are establishing value right now.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I was dead wrong on Matt Forte, and he's clearly an RB1. But uh, I'm buying the Quincy Anunwa hype, I, I think that you know Ryan Fitzpatrick loves targeting, tar- excuse me, targeting him out of the slot uh, ever since Decker moved outside this year. And I think that if Decker or Marshall were to miss any time, I think Anunwa moves up to a wide receiver too.
0: Yeah, my, 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 my thoughts for him is that he uh, well, actually, I don't know what his contract situation is, but I, I could see him parlaying this sort of success into a nice contract where he moves on to a team becomes the wide receiver one or two, and then does nothing for the rest.
1: Yeah. And on the Kansas city side here, uh, they struggled a lot um, uh, against Houston, excuse me. And I I see them struggling again uh, against the jets, but that said they are at arrowhead this time. So that certainly helps. Uh, you, You can't start Alex Smith. And I think I might actually be avoiding the running backs. It sounds like Charles might be ready this week. Um, if it does, it, it, if he is, it, it might become a messy, you know, three-headed monster kind of situation. I, I don't know that any of them are better than a flex play right now.
0: That's the exact word here is, is a mess for, for what will happen. Um, Buffalo had success against the Jets with, with the deep ball. Smith cannot throw the deep ball as well as, as uh, Tyrod Taylor um, whatsoever. Um, I, I don't think, even if Charles is back, I don't think I can outright say don't start Spencer Ware, but I think that takes a big big cut into Sharkhandrick West's value uh, specifically. Who, who knows? Charles might come back and become the guy, but I, I think the other two have just been too good to bench at this point.
1: Yeah, I think they're, they're going to work him in slowly. It sounds like he's still taking some time to get back to 100%. I, I think that if he does start, it, it's more so Charles and Ware and a little bit less Sharkhandrick uh, West. Um, but really, you just can't trust any of those guys. That's the problem. Uh, by the way, uh, another catch here for Trey Burton. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I guess they're making me look like a liar, huh? <laughs> um,
1: I I think it's going to be close, but I'll take Kansas City at home.
0: Uh, I'm actually taking New York here.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, regardless. Oh,
0: Kansas is at home? Yeah. No, nah, give me New York. They're really not impressing me other than Spencer Ware.
1: Wow. Okay. Um. I, I think that you know fantasy wise too, you're still starting Jeremy Macklin and Travis Kelsey. Just maybe uh, limit those expectations this week.
0: Yeah, Ke- Kelsey is is touchdown dependent at this point. He looked like he woke up week one, but you know fell back asleep week two.
1: Well, week one was that weird situation where uh, Kansas City got into a shootout. So not gonna That's happen. That's
0: right. Well, it could happen here against against New York though. They, they're they're really good. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I guess that's the best case scenario if you're a Macklin or Kelsey owner.
0: All right, moving on to another shootout.
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, San Diego at Indianapolis here. Um, Tough, tough news for San Diego fans. Danny Woodhead also done for the season with a torn ACL. Just, ugh.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a rough blow there. Um, They they destroyed Jacksonville despite Woodhead being knocked out early. Uh, Melvin Gordon showed had another early game touchdown. Um, Gordon getting the work, he turned out great. Uh, 24, 24 rushes for 102 yards and a touchdown, um, added three carries. He, he was a good, he was a good, uh, draft low option. Um, in the draft, I think he's going to pay dividends. Um, especially this week, he's got Indianapolis's awful defense to churn up um travis benjamin actually showed a little more versatility he added he had the deep touchdown but he also added uh, the short touchdown showing an underneath route and then getting into the end zone taking a huge shot um after he crossed the goal line i thought he might have been down for a couple seconds but he sprang up like a like a slinky or like a bouncy ball whatever springs up qu- nicely i don't know that was that was terrible that's fine tyrell will moving on tyrell williams uh added the touchdown stepped up and, and uh, into the role that keenan allen left for him And he's worth a start versus Indianapolis as well.
1: Yeah. A a quick note here on the Bears game. Speaking of huge shots, uh, Carson Wentz just uh, tried to run the court, run the football a little bit. And Danny Trevathan uh, definitely punished him for trying to not run out of bounds and try to twirl his way back in for a couple extra yards. So got to love, uh, you know, the defense for the Bears still a work in progress, but got to love that tough physical mentality that Vic Fangio and John Fox are implementing
0: here. Yeah. Don't get cute, rookie.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, one other note, uh, given the Danny Woodhead injury, um, ooh, whew. Uh big red zone target for Trey Burton. Almost got picked off here. So just a quick note there. Um, yeah, but with the Danny Woodhead injury, uh, obviously this helps Melvin Gordon. Um, but another name to keep track of in deeper leagues is Kenneth Farrow. Uh, he was undrafted out of the University of Houston, Uh, Just from the little amount of game tape that I was able to find online that I watched in the last 24 hours, he's an interesting guy. To be fair, it's tough to tell whether he was just facing bad competition in the AAC, Uh, and he doesn't have that speed to burn defenders for long gains. However, uh, Kenneth Farrow, he's got decent patience finding the hole, um, and he keeps his legs moving once contacted, does a pretty good job of breaking tackles. And from the few passing down plays that I could find of him, he's not a terrible pass protector. I was able to find videos for, you know, him doing that. And he also caught 74 passes during his college career. Not the worst guy to run out and grab in a deeper league. Um, worth keeping an eye on because I'm certainly not adding Andre
0: Williams. We love our deep sleepers.
1: Yep. Uh, that's, that's why you listen, right? You got to beat your uh, league mates to those guys. Yes, sir. All right, and uh, wide receivers here, uh, you know, you kind of touched on it. Travis Benjamin, he's worthy of a low-end wide receiver to start against Indianapolis. Certainly all those cornerbacks hurt. Um, And Tyrell Williams, a decent flex play this week as well. Could certainly get into the end zone again. Um, One other note, uh, Antonio Gates just looks old. I think we're going to see more and more Hunter Henry (laughs) as the season goes on
0: exactly what i was gonna say
1: yeah and he's he's one of those guys who's just been so good for so long but at the same time father time always wins in the end Uh, i think he's crossing gates off of his list on his way to his appointments with frank gore and larry (laughs) fitzgerald and jason Witten. so gates is first up
0: it's a bit funny because we've waited for this to happen for the past three years with ladarius green on the team green finally leaves and now Green's perfect opportunity would have been here.
1: Don't, don't even say that name in my presence right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Darius green, just such a disappointment. Uh, you know, thing, you know, he had the physical talent. He had the opportunity in that high octane Pittsburgh offense. I just, that makes me sad. Um,
0: At least he got to make a little money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, although I don't know, he might be, he might need to return some of that signing bonus and uh, money if uh, he doesn't play
0: boo
1: yeah um all right so let's let's move on to the Colts side here uh as i mentioned real quick before i benched andrew luck this week for jimmy garoppolo uh i was very happy with that decision um and it could have been a huge huge week for jimmy garoppolo had he not gotten hurt but uh, no ifs ands or buts in the nfl what happened happened uh but that said i think andrew luck back to mid-level qb1 at home against san diego um frank gore worth a start at rb2 or flex uh the concern here is dante moncrief who left with a it sounds like a neck or head or shoulder injury not really sure what exactly happened he's still getting checked out so we'll have to keep our ear to the ground listen for some reports coming out of the colts uh practices see what he does this week in practice
0: yeah. Moncrief was in concussion protocol and they're also getting an MRI on his shoulder. So there's a couple issues going on there. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he doesn't start here. Um, that said, I think Dorsett is, is the appropriate start in your, in your daily or in your, um, you know, or, or in your, you know, normal season. If if you've got T Y or if you've got uh, Moncrief, I think he'll slot in. Well, I, I think this is going to be a shootout a 70 plus point game.
1: Yeah. I think Dorsett definitely gets bumped up if Moncrief misses any time. And then uh, Dwayne Allen, I I think that he's he's getting used as a blocker a lot more than I expected. And Jack Doyle, even though he's the quote unquote backup tight end there, Luck likes him in the passing game. Um,
0: oh, I don't think, care.
1: I, you're not adding him, but uh, but I think you need to keep an eye on him. Um, you know, he especially uh, you know we talk handcuffs. Dwayne Allen is always banged up. Anything happens to him, Jack Doyle is. Top ten tight end.
0: That is true, but uh, well, not necessarily top ten. I mean, Indi- Indianapolis really needs to show its ability to maintain a productive offense. Um, they were not great against Detroit's defense. Uh, I, if they if they can't get it together this week, then then I then I might uh, then I might be moving on from all my stack on Indianapolis. Um, S- San Diego is a very beatable defense. Um, I, I'm picking Indianapolis just in this game with, with the expectation that they're going to let me down.
1: Give me San Diego. All right. Wow. Yeah, we're we're going to I mean, if we put money down on all these it's games It's about
0: I, <laughs> it's about GD time.
1: Yeah, I I think we would call it a wash, I think cuz we would Georgia both,
0: Dome time.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Um anyway, all right. So, we'll move on to the next game here, Chicago at Dallas for some Sunday night football. All right.
0: Giving giving Chicago all the spotlight while they're terrible.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, look, here's what I've noticed thus far, and I haven't been paying too much attention to the game And while we're recording here, but it looks like Jeremy Langford, not quite the workhorse that we saw in week one. Um, Kadeem Carey getting some work here. I don't know. I, I, I think that the Bears are, are still, you know, giving the other guys a shot here. You're still starting Langford as a, as a flex or a low-end RB2 uh, just because he, he did get that touchdown um, earlier tonight. But I don't know. It, even Matt Jones got a rushing touchdown against Dallas, but I still don't love Langford as a play.
0: The Bears are a young team. They're trying to find their identity. It's 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 sort of like you know they're they're just starting college or something. You know, you you get out of high school or the big fishing campus, you get to college, and then you start experimenting with a few things, trying to find your identity. That's what that's what Chicago is doing right now.
1: Yeah. Um, speaking of Chicago, Alshon Jeffrey is still a wide receiver. One, you're starting him, and then actually um, Eddie Royal, I think, plays a very similar role to his. Uh, opposite on Dallas for this game, Uh, Cole Beasley. I think both are, you know, those slot guys and both are, you know, both have good rapport with the quarterbacks right now. So I think that uh, both guys are going to be decent PPR flex plays with a 50-50 shot at a
0: touchdown. Two beatable secondaries, two startable guys. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see about
1: Zach Miller. He's still not getting the usage that we saw towards the end of last season. Um, I don't know that you can trust starting him just yet. But uh, and you know, in a deeper league, uh, I I don't think Jay Cutler is going to be the worst streamer um, at Dallas.
0: No, I mean, if you need to do it, do it. Um, if you if you, well, what would that mean that you were a Garoppolo or a McCown owner?
1: Um, I guess. I mean, he, well, here's here's what I will say about uh, Jay Cutler at Dallas. We saw that Kirk Cousins struggled, but he had a few plays where he had guys wide open, um, and he just you know either didn't see it or he he hesitated. And uh, say what you will about Jay Cutler, he does not hesitate. He will sling that football, so we'll see, for better or worse.
0: That's, that's true. Strong, strong arm. One thing you can never say bad about him.
1: All right, and on the Dallas side here, um, again, the Chicago secondary shouldn't scare you either. Carson Wentz is finding that out firsthand. Um, Ezekiel Elliott had two fumbles, but still an RB1. He's, he's the guy here.
0: Dak looked really good in that last game, I thought. He's making it work, spreading the ball around well. Um, he, he got Des Bryant involved in the game and I think that's that's a function of Jason Garrett being a good game planner uh, to make that work. Uh, Des turning from that one catch eight yard performance to a seven catch 102 yard performance. Um, Cole Beasley still turned out five catches, 75 yards. He still has PPR flex value. Um, fewer looks for Witten, which I think is actually good for the progression of Dak Prescott as a quarterback. Um, getting away from the dump offs to the running bit, getting away to the dump offs to Jason Witten standing there, you know, two yards from the line of scrimmage, um, working in your wide receivers that 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 showed really good progression. Um, I, I was actually a tad surprised at how good Dak looked that game.
1: Yeah, I think Jason Garrett made the right decision here, allowing Dak Prescott a little more uh, freedom to you know kind of do what he does. He's got that arm, might as well use it. And uh, you know, Colt Beasley, like I said, solid PPR guy. I think again, he needs to be owned at this point. Clearly, Prescott loves him on third downs and other important situations. Um, and he's getting targeted in the red zone as well. Um, uh, about Jason Witten, uh, they did go a little bit away from him instead of constantly using him as a safety blanket, but at the same time, Witten also did get multiple red zone targets. Still, a low end tight on one for me here.
0: Yeah, definitely, you can't take him out of the discussion.
1: Uh, this this is a tough call for me. I I think
0: I take Dallas here. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, Zeke's gonna run all over Chicago. It's it's not gonna be pretty.
1: Yeah, I just think this is one of those games where it'll be close, but I'll err on the side of the home team.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right there. uh Just of note, El Morris vulturing a uh, five yard end zone touchdown from from Ezekiel Elliott, but Ezekiel did have the two uh, the two fumbles on the day.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that said. I think Morris got. Five or six carries total, so uh, not too worried about Elliott. Nope. All right, Monday Night Football: Atlanta at New Orleans. Uh, Matt Ryan, mediocre real life quarterback, but pretty solid fantasy quarterback so far.
0: Well, especially when you're when you put him up against Oakland, who allowed what forty points to New Orleans the week before. Like I said, Oakland's defense, you know, overrated. Don't need to say it twice. But yeah, I did.
1: But he gets New Orleans <laughs> this week, so keep on rolling.
0: That's that's right. That's right. Uh, new Orleans also not a great defense. Uh, keep him going. Um, I, I'd consider starting Coleman in a flex, uh, definitely starting Freeman, definitely starting Julio. Heck, throw new out there, see what happens.
1: Yeah. Um, the one thing I'll say Julio left this Oakland game with a calf strain and a knee bruise. Neither sounds serious, but we saw him leave multiple drives only to return a few snaps later. Definitely not at 100% right now. The ankle and the calf and the knee are all going to bother him. Uh, of course, if he's active, you're playing him, but I almost kind of wish Atlanta would sit him for a week, get him back to full strength. Uh, but hopefully the extra day playing on Monday night is going to help. Um, you know, and then for the running backs, it was another pretty even split for Freeman and Coleman, and both are going to be low on RB2s or flex plays. Yeah,
0: extra day to heal up, I think he'll be okay. I agree.
1: Yeah, and... Um, Again, tough to tell who might have a better week, um, week to week for the tight ends, both Hooper and Tammy get involved. But, uh, you know, if you're desperate or in a DFS tournament, uh, PPR, not too bad.
0: If you turned them all into one guy, they had a nice day. 10 catches on 13 looks for 180 yards, but uh, you divide that by three and it's not that exciting.
1: Yeah, just uh, you know, in, in right right in uh, Falcons tight end. <laughs>
0: right? I I some, I almost wish that there'd be a league like that where you draft like the running back situation or you draft the tight end situation. I think that'd be pretty cool, but that Ooh. might just be really stupid, I don't know.
1: That would be, be interesting. Um it, it, I think it would make it a, a little easier, but at the same time it would still be fun, a little a little different there.
0: Yeah, a little extra wrinkle.
1: All right. Um, well, as you said, this game uh, should be a shootout on the New Orleans side. You're starting everyone. You're starting Breeze, Brandon Cook, Willie uh, Snead. Um, I will say I'm a little concerned about Mark Ingram and Kobe Fleener. Um Ingram yeah. uh, only played about half the snaps, and I, I think right now he's just an RB two until we see that change. Uh, I don't I don't know what exactly happened in the off season that they stopped you know wanting to utilize him as that workhorse back. Certainly, he's still the goal-line option for the most part, but we still saw Travaris Cadet getting split out wide in you know goal-line situations, so I don't know how much that means. And as we saw, Kobe Fleener got a lot of targets in this game, but definitely still a work in progress. Um, sounds like he's still not exactly on the same page as Drew Brees. I don't know that I would drop Kobe Fleener, but I, I, we might need to wait a couple more weeks until he really you know gets it, quote-unquote,
0: Yeah, I I think you you you're pretty close uh, to on the money there Um, with the caveats. Ingram is is a buy low candidate for me. Um, Peyton and the offense are just too good to not figure him him out. Uh, Only nine carries in this game, which was really surprising given how close it was the whole time. But he must he was just game planned out somehow, I guess Um, for me, Fleener. it. Fleener's looking like a Jordan Cameron to me right now. I, I, there must be something to. There must have been something to him really not understanding the plays. I, like you said, they tried to feed him with eight touches, uh, eight targets, only two catches. I, I, I can't. I can't start Fleener, and I don't know that I can justify owning him because you'd have to own two tight ends.
1: Um, yeah. Two notes here. One, Kobe Fleener. I would not drop him just because I think. I think you're gonna regret it. I think that towards the end of the season, um, he, once he and Breeze finally get it, uh, they're gonna be rolling. Uh, I could be biased as a as a Fleener owner in many leagues where I've kind of scooped him up uh, in the draft. Uh, I, I really I, I'm believing the hype, so I don't know. Um, and then the other thing, Jordan Matthews just dropped a wide open touchdown. Great for the Bears, bad for one of my fantasy teams where I'm trailing. <laughs>
0: Followed by a uh, good decision by the Bears coaching staff. They they iced the kicker, and the kicker missed uh, the, the iced kick. He'll get a second, uh, second chance now, now that he knows what the wind in Chicago looks like.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Um, okay, so let's run through the injuries real quick. Jimmy New Orleans. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yes, give me New Orleans at home in the Superdome. Um,
0: Not the Silverdome? Yeah. Hulk?
1: All right. Um, Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, out for at least this week. It sounds like Um, Sam Bradford uh, injury to the non-throwing hand should be fine. Um, That's really it for court. uh, Sorry. Josh McCowan as well at quarterback. Um, Mm -hmm. Lots of injuries this week, man.
0: Yeah, no, no, nobody that should have been really been starting for quarterback at you regardless, but you know, all, all notable.
1: Hey, speak for yourself. I started Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Hey, I started Josh McCown. No, I didn't.
1: <laughs> you would have been all right.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's actually, you're, you're not wrong. Okay, uh, running backs, we already touched on Adrian Peterson, Danny, Danny Woodhead, possible out for the year. Uh, Monitor Abdullah's foot. Um, Monitor Thomas Rawls, who might, might not be playing this game. Jonathan Stewart, probably not in this game. Arian Foster, that interesting running back situation. I, I, I'm i expecting a boatload of uh, handoffs to, to both Drake and Ajayi this week. Um, need to start need to start uh, Charles Sims um where you can uh, probably a pretty cheap daily play
1: Yeah you know uh we we forgot to talk about this uh when we mentioned Tampa Bay uh deeper sleeper Peyton Barber third running back uh on the depth chart certainly uh very good between the tackles runner as well very elusive um deeper leagues worth a look
0: Uh-oh goal linebacker
1: Uh potentially Uh-oh um, but that said, I think you know the number one priority pickup, Jarek McKinnon. Absolutely. Um, other guys here, Dwayne Washington, we touched on. Uh, certainly worth a look as Theo Riddick and Charles Sims are likely already owned in most leagues. Um, Carolina, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know that I would waste a waiver wire ad on any of these guys. I think it's just going to be difficult to predict who's going to get the touches every given week.
0: I mean, the thing that muddies that is just how productive Whitaker was. He had a hundred yard game. This is a good offense and it's, it's, it's good for the running backs there. Um, but, but unless somebody dominates the carries, you're right. It's hard to, it's hard to really pick somebody.
1: Yeah. I mean, if we're going to go with a split, I'd I'd rather take a chance on Matt Asiato over any of the Carolina guys. Sure. Um, all right. And then, uh, anybody else that we need to touch on one I, last time?
0: No, I think we had everything we had to.
1: All right. Well, that is going to wrap up the show for tonight. Uh, just to recap what I said at the beginning, do not panic. It's only been a couple weeks. Uh, things will and can get better. Um, just got to, you know, do the right moves and, uh, you know, stay strong.
0: When one door closes, another door opens. There's a silver lining on every cloud. When, <laughs> how will my heart break when it wasn't even whole to start with? <laughs>
1: thank you for that uh all all very very good advice um and as always if you need further more specific advice whether it's waiver wire ads in a league format or uh start or sit options as always you can find us on twitter i am at ffa underscore mung that's m-e-n-g
0: And I'm at FFA underscore Los, L-O-S. And please, of course, uh, uh, always loving follows at FFA underscore Dan, our great producer who puts together this great show every week. Um, Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook, Fantasy Football Addicts, um, and also uh, subscribe to the podcast if you have not already in the iTunes store and in the Purple Podcasting app so that everything is automatically downloaded for you.
1: Yeah. uh, Best of luck to all you guys and gals out there in week three. And as always, it's a fantasy world and we're all, we're just all addicts in it.
0: Stay positive. Between the job, the kids, the TV I need to binge watch. I've got a lot going on, but I just discovered my new favorite shortcut. Albertsons on Instacart. Everything I need delivered right to my door in as fast as one hour. Albertsons organic produce, fresh treats from the bakery. Oh, paper towels hang on i gotta place another order download the instacart app or visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first order offer valid for a limited time minimum order ten dollars additional terms apply the first
1: person to survive alzheimer's disease is out there they're going to hold on to everything the disease steals away and the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen by funding research, advancing public policy, and spurring scientific breakthroughs. And by providing local support to those living with the disease and their caregivers,
0: or easing the burden until we accomplish our goal. But we won't get there without you. Visit ALZ.org to join the fight.